This is The Real Money Show, a full hour of information you need on gold and silver bullion and natural fancy colored diamonds, the number you need to know, one 877 and guildhallwealth.com. While you are there, a couple clicks of the mouse, sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor, free subscription to Guildhall's Premier Market Newsletter. Now, fellas, this is, I guess, the unofficial Christmas show, and I thought of something absolutely perfect for you guys, just for you, Darren, the occasion that uh, just might sum up the way we're feeling in the show today. You Everybody. Silver and gold. Ah, uh, come on, you know it, it is. is. <laughs> Your pal Burl Eyes. <laughs> Perfect. Setting the tone for the new year, too. How do you measure its worth? By the ounce, I think, Darren. That's it. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? This is a show. Paul's not a Burl Ives fan. Hey, big Burl Ives fan right here. I am. I know you are. Darren, give us the uh, the market update, my friend. How to look? How does it look? Well, right now we're uh, we're trading in a good range for both metals. The week over week, not much change, but uh, we did have uh, some dips, some viable dips during the week. It's twelve thirty seven gold as we're taping the show on uh, Friday right now. In nineteen seventy four, silver silver through the week did peak uh, above twenty dollars, and uh, gold did peak above 1250 and both pulled back for really nice buying opportunities but gold found strong technical support at around the 1200 level uh, which the yellow metal reached earlier this past week on speculator short covering in physical demand in China uh, premiums in China this week they've risen uh, and this week we're we're uh, quickly approaching the Chinese New Year. So expect to see more demand stories about gold in China. And uh, you're going to see some more stories about the premiums rising on spot pricing for gold in China. Now, gold was down in London after retreating from about a three-week high on speculation that the U.S. Fed is going to taper and the U.S. lawmakers also reached a budget agreement that avoided a government shutdown. So this funding expires on January the 15th, by the way. Uh, the deal that they put in place is going to be fairly bullish for gold and silver, and it's extremely modest in size. Uh, both Republicans and Democrats uh, unveiled the agreement together to reduce this federal debt they have by about $22.5 billion over the next 10 years. And they hope to free up about $63 billion is what they had uh, purported to uh, try and free up. But, but I'm just going to interrupt. I mean, this go is ahead. peanuts. It's $17 trillion in debt. Well, that's, that's, that's the next you know, point, right? What's, yeah. what's $22 billion? That's it. No, it's, it it's, it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. And it's important to remember that because the Federal Reserve is printing nearly $20 billion every single week. Wow. So it's nothing in comparison to what it should be. The U.S. national debt is now over $17.2 trillion and counting to rise. It's about 55000 for every single man, woman, and child uh, in existence in the entire U.S. And they have unfunded liabilities. Paul points this out all the time for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid of between 100 to 200 trillion. It's staggering in and terms counting. of numbers and counting. And it suggests the last that the U.S. politicians uh, are, they're simply rearranging chairs on the Titanic. These are not going to be feasible can- long term uh possibilities for the economy possibly pay that debt off they can't you know the government doesn't produce it's not manufacturing anything it's just collecting taxes and that's why the, the they should be anybody that is thinking about buying gold or silver should be completely weary of the total big global economic picture and anybody that thinks because of these debt numbers that the price of gold or silver could really substantially drop from here uh, they should be thinking twice because it's just not going to happen. These numbers will not allow it to occur. Well, it's not just that. There, There is that floor for, for bullion because I was explaining to someone today, it, it didn't get cheaper over the last three years to mine bullion. It just it, Pricing, costs of doing business have only gone up. Inflation didn't disappear over the last three years. So it's only costing more to pull it out of the ground. And yet we're seeing anecdotally more and more reports of lack of bullion available for refiners and in fact this year as we're coming to a close we've seen just as much buying in the physical market in the u.s and canadian mints as there was in 2011 so the bull market is very strong i think it's just a case of people they 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 see something they're saying i don't get it i i don't get it that's the phase we're in we're in the i don't get it phase there's something that's that's not nagging at the back of everybody's head. It's sort of that um, 
what is it in movies, a suspension of disbelief. That's right. It, there's something about what's going on where they're no longer believing the story, but they're not quite at the point that the Chinese and the Indians are at where they're saying, I I don't believe it and I'm buying gold. It's smoke and mirrors are buying physical product, though. That's it. More That's specific, it. Right? Absolutely. Right. Uh, new uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, pardon me, UE bail-in agreement, new rules for it, or rules for it anyway. Yeah, I'm bail-in glad you agreement. brought that up, actually, John, because that's important. This is a topic which has been near and dear to us for some time now, that the, the whole discussion surrounding bail-ins and what that means to people. We've talked about Greece and we've talked about Cyprus and other places in the world where this is occurring. And God, before we went on air, Paul and I were just uh, commenting. In fact, Paul was telling me, do you know how many people are actually leaving certain places around the world? And he brought up Ireland. It's reported that 10,000 youth are leaving Ireland every month right now. Well, they, month can't, they month. can't create jobs. I mean, they're creating a 1,000 jobs basically a week or a month, but it's not enough to keep the young people going. I mean, the unemployment rate, you know, Ireland just got off. They paid off some debt or, you know, they did the austerity plan. They're still bang in trouble. I mean, they've got right now their unemployment rate, uh, as I'm looking, is 12.5%. If you look at the, you know, we're looking at unemployment as well in the States. I mean, the unemployment figures came out yesterday. Uh, 68,000 more people went on unemployment in the States. Yet everything is just so rosy there. Everything is wonderful. Um, If you really want to look, three days after Christmas, people that were on unemployment that lost their jobs in the States, they had 99 weeks to to claim unemployment. Uh, Three days after Christmas, there's going to be hundreds of thousands that get off the roll. So where do they go? They go to welfare. So these figures never show up. You've really got to look at what's happening. Um, We... At Guildhall, you know, this is the real money show. We deal with real money. As far as I'm concerned, gold and silver is real money, natural fancy colored diamonds, portable wealth. It's real money. Um, When you're looking at paper trades, there's a a real interesting article on King World News this week, and uh, it explains about paper trading, how gold, silver, how it's hypothecated, which means it's actually turned over not 10 times, not 40 times, 100 times. It's worse than the subprime where nobody knows who's actually leased the gold, who's got the gold, where it is. Like Germany, for example, asked uh, for their gold back. Physical gold. Physical gold from the Bank of New York Fed, Darren? Mm -hmm. It is. It was from the New York Fed. That's correct. They're told it's going to take seven years to get their gold back uh, from the New York Fed. It's a farce. It actually is too airline backwards and forwards trips done. to get it done. Um, but seven years to get your gold, it means, you know, you've got to understand it's not there. It's been lent out. It's been leased. It's been hypothecated over and over. Um, you know, you look at all these banks. They're getting fined $4 billion, $9 billion, $13 billion. Nobody goes to jail. Uh, if you did a crime or I did a crime, you know, we'd have the cuffs on us pretty quick. <laughs> if, right? if they could, the least they could do is drop their fees. Yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, I went into you know, at funny, least I went cut us in on it. I went into the bank today to certify a check for somebody. They said it's ten dollars. Oh, you're not a client. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars to certify a check for somebody to go check it up on a bank and punch it with a. It's irritating, right? It's inflation. That's what it is. But we know the the result of all of this is that we as consumers have believed in our systems far too long. And we were just talking about bail-ins. The EU just this week, they ushered in a brand new policy regarding bail-ins or bailouts, if you want to call it that, right? It's bailouts is the official word. But the new system is going to take place in 2016. And you're going to see uh, that it's going to require all shareholders and bondholders and now depositors, people who have money in the banks, to suffer a haircut or be burnt or have a little piece taken away. Anybody who has over 100,000 euros, which is you know, in the neighborhood of what, 100, about 140,000 U.S. dollars, uh, they'd be bailed in after shareholders and bondholders. So first uh, the shareholders take a cut, then the bondholders, then the people who have money in the bank. Well, so they're going to just with, take your money. But that's what happened in Cyprus. I that's mean, right. Uh, you know, early part of this year, they confiscated anybody that had over 100,000 euros in their account. They took 20% right oh. off the top. Yeah. Then you weren't Tremendous. allowed to take the most you could take out, I think it was 300 or 500 or 1,000 euros, 
Um, it was actually five, six thousand euros was the most you could put on a credit card. I mean, if you're a business, you're uh, done. How do you survive? You know, so I was just going back to Ireland. You know, when I'm when I'm just talking, and this is the best of the austerity bunch. They've, they've, you know, with the IMF, they've paid off some debt and they're doing all types of things, and they're still banging trouble. So what about Greece? What about Portugal? What about Italy? You know, it's they're getting worse and worse. But if you look at all the figures, everybody's doing great. But it's the same as Wall Street. Wall Street has done extremely well. Anybody, the hedge funds have done well. Not all the hedge funds. If they went short, they got killed. But the hedge funds have done extremely well. Wall Street has done well. When you can borrow money, you know, virtually zero from as a bank and lend it out with no risk or go into something and make a couple of points, you're doing extremely well. This is what I was getting at. When these banks, they do all types of skullduggery and then just get fines of $3 million, $5 million, nine, I mean, the Bank of America is already... They'll pay them time and time again because they don't care. Why not? If you it's can get away with it, it's like getting away with it, it's right? It's incredible. You need to get into a hard asset you do. and protect your wealth. At Guildhall, uh, I don't want to get off the subject, we specialize in physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. You can buy the product outright. You can get it for home delivery, immediate delivery. You can put it in our depository, which is safe, secure, insured. We have segregated and allocated. We also offer collateralized financing. Um, You can use collateralized financing where you can put up as little as 30%, Mm -hmm. and you're actually controlling 100% of the product. So let's, for example, we have right now a special where you buy 1,000 ounces of silver. We have a one-time commission. This allows you to buy in and out as many times as you want for a 24-month period for one commission. You can buy 1,000 ounces of silver. You're looking at around about $9,600 U.S. If you don't have 9,600, which is about 10,000, 100, 10,200 Canadian, 500 ounces is going to get you in for $5,000. A 1,000 ounces, as I said, will cost you around about 10,000. Silver right now is trading at $20, give or take. If you're putting up $10,000, a $10 move in the market, right now, silver from $20 to $30, you've doubled your money. Goes to $40, you've made $20,000. If we go up to $49, where we were as May 1st in 2011, you're going to make a $30,000 profit. My opinion, I think you're going to see $60 silver within the next 12 months. This is the way to go. If you have spare money, it's not for everybody. If if you have to borrow the money from a bank or you're going to put it on a credit card, it's not for you. If you have five ten thousand dollars this is one of the best investments that you're going to make right now. one 1711 is the number to start investing right now. Is gold going back up, Darren? Silver going back up? We expect that both will, and we expect that those support levels are going to hold that I mentioned earlier, 1200 in gold and nineteen in silver. And we're looking for two crosses in silver above 2050, two closes above 2050. And in gold, uh, we're looking for two closes above 1250. Both of those would, uh, from a analysis standpoint, be great signs in terms of a bullish move forward. And I do expect that coming into the close, uh, December the 31st for the year, both metals will be higher than where they are right now. We've seen a little glimpse of that earlier in the week and late last week. And I suspect that the same will be uh, the same will be said for the weeks to come. And especially if you're an investor, you've been thinking about it for a while, you've been saying, hey, I really got to wait and see. It's got to convince me. I got to see those higher prices. I wouldn't sit around and wait because once January starts, that first four month stretch is the best that we get in the metals market. If you look back at the last 10 years, uh, history will show you that the cyclical nature of the market is at its best from January uh, until May. So you want to take advantage of that. You want to put something into the market and you want to get the ball rolling now. You can do that right now, one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. While you're there, remember to sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor, free subscription to Guildhall's premier Narcan newsletter. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, which metals better should you have both. Can you do self-storage at home in your own safe or a gym sock, or is a better alternative? I'm sure there is. The guys will fill us in. More of The Real Money Show coming up. Back with more of The Real Money Show, the number one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the depository. Jeremy. Yeah, well, the the fact of the matter is, is we do live in a post-MF global world where uh, people are concerned about banks uh, either confiscating their wealth, um, bail-ins, etc., or finding out that the bullion isn't there. We have heard, we have had uh, uh, reports coming in where people were told by 
by their banks that certificates aren't really bullion, but they could sell their certificates and buy the, the bullion. Now, whether that was the teller not understanding the industry, that's sort of what you get from, from the banks. But what we offer is an ability for people to buy and sell physical bullion allocated and segregated on a phone call. Um, for example, we had a client uh, come and visit their two 100-ounce bars uh, yesterday at our depository and was thrilled by the, the whole process and is certainly going to continue purchasing. But that's the sort of service that we're offering, the ability to allocate your bullion. And again, we live in that post-MF global world where people are realizing that the bullion that they had was not what they had. And so people demand more, and because they're demanding more, we're offering more. Of course, if you want to take advantage of the market, you can also look at the finance position and uh, think about collateralized financing. Now, you can get more for your buck, right, Darren? But is silver a better buy than gold? It is because it's undervalued. In terms of the long-term picture, the previous high of gold was 850 an ounce, which was reached in January of 1980. Uh, At that time, silver reached a high of 52, and the ratio between gold and silver was 16 to 1. At this particular moment in time, gold is trading up near 1240, and it represents great value. However, if I look at silver at $19.75, as we're doing this show right now, that ratio has widened to as much as 60 to 65 to 1 during the last, right now as we're recording, right? So, I mean, it's widened dramatically. And in that span of time, we've got more gold above ground than we had back in January of 1980. That's not to say that more people aren't using it because they are. More people are investing and more people are buying it, but there's more above the ground. However, if you look at silver, where there was about three and a half to four billion ounces above the ground in January of 1980, now in 2013, it's reported that there is less than one billion. In fact, it is argued by many analysts that there is less than a half a billion ounces, 500 million ounces in total available to the whole world to invest. We have to take physical in order to prove them uh, right, and we have to do that on a regular basis when you're a buyer of metals. The interesting thing about the ratio, you know, for 5,000 years, uh, biblical times, the ratio was 16 pieces of silver to one piece of gold. Mm -hmm. Right now we're trading at 62 to 1 ratio. Um, If it went drop down to 32 to 1 ratio just right now, overnight, uh, silver would be $40 an ounce. If we went back to 16 to 1 ratio, it would be $80 right this minute, and that's where it actually should be, but it is suppressed. And we know that. We know the markets have been manipulated, and yet it's still in the last 10 years have gone up 400%, even though the markets we know uh, have been maneuvered. You need to have some gold and silver in your portfolio. Whether it's 10%, we recommend 15 to 20%. The price is right now at you know $20 silver, $1,240 gold is really, really cheap. I think in the new year, especially, you know, everybody's nervous about the tapering. I think you're going to see the market just skyrocket. one 877 online at guildhallwealth.com. I, I, I think there's no doubt. If you look at the, the financial landscape right now, I think you'd, you'd have a very compelling case. The fact that silver specifically is incredibly undervalued. Twitter tra- trading over $50 an ounce. I think even silver Wheaton is trading more expensive than than silver. You look around and you just think about what $20 is these days and you understand the fundamentals and you say, wow, this is an incredibly undervalued commodity. Now, with anything undervalued, you have to be willing to have patience in order to capitalize on that. And so if you're putting in more than 15, 20% and you're getting overweighted in your portfolio, you're going to be, no wonder you'd be frustrated in the market in the last year and a half that the market hasn't done a lot. But if you think about it, again, China, uh, Vietnam, South Korea, uh, India, Russia, everywhere around the world, they're vying and happy to buy silver at the lower price here. Whereas in in North America, people are fearful of that trade. And I think it's important to take, be counterintuitive, take the stance of buying when everyone else is fearful and not get into the market when we break through $25 silver and it gets on fire. And by the time you actually buy in, it's already $35 an ounce. You're 100% correct for the simple reason. My philosophy has always been it's better to be whether it's one week, one month, three months too early than one day too late. How many people miss the boat and then say, well, I'll wait for it to drop? It doesn't matter whether it's a stock. doesn't matter whether it's gold or silver. Once 
you know, they miss the boat, they don't get into the market. Right now, people are getting into the stock market at the highest price, last one in, first one to get hurt. The market is going to come off, and people that have been talked into it right now are going to start feeling the pain. Gold and silver, very undervalued right now. Great time to get into it. As I said before, we sell the physical product. We don't sell paper. We're not into equities. We're not into ETFs, certificates, futures, or options on futures. It's the physical product. Whether you buy one-ounce bars, maple leaves, whether you buy 10-ounce bars of silver, 100-ounce bars of silver, same thing in gold, you're buying the physical product. You can take it home for immediate delivery. You can open up a depository account, which is one of the best ways to go. If you're not a trader where you're not looking to get in, a, you know, sell some of the product when it moves up, drop, sell, you know, buy it back on the dips, then the, the depository is the perfect place for you. But you can still sell on a phone call. The third way is to use collateralized financing where you're putting up as little as 30% and you're financing 70%. Financing is not for everybody. There is a little bit of risk involved. But the price of silver today, price of gold today is very inexpensive. I can't see it coming off from where we are much further than we've been. Mm. Uh, the upside looks the great potential. For 1,000 ounces of silver, we're offering this this week an unbelievable deal. We have a one-time commission for 24 months. You can buy in as many times and sell as many times as you like without paying a nickel commission. 1,000 ounces of silver is going to cost you around about $9,500, $9,600 U.S. Uh, for 1,000 ounces. Where we are right now in the market, 1975, the market moves up ten dollars, ninety moves up nine dollars and fifty cents to twenty nine and a quarter. You've doubled your money. Doesn't stop you taking your money off the table. If you've bought a thousand ounces of silver and you've financed, um, you can sell off some product. Now you've got paid for a product with no debt. You mm. use collateral collateralized financing to your own purpose. You know, using somebody else's money to make money is smart. But it's not for everybody. Again, we have gold, silver, platinum, palladium. And I would like to congratulate everybody uh, this week. That, you know, We had an offer this week and last week when you bought three 100-ounce bars to put in the depository or you could take it home. We had unbelievable prices. We sold an awful lot of silver and gold uh, this week. And the same thing on diamonds, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But you've got to look at the marketplace. You've got to look at the real money. You've got to look at the, the amount of countries that are printing money. Printing money is confiscating your wealth. It's like, you know, every time you, you got a bottle of scotch and you got a half a bottle of scotch and if you have a cleaning lady comes in and has a nip at that bottle and she tops it up with water, sooner or later that you know, scotch is going to be diluted. And it's the same thing that's happening with money. My cleaning lady doesn't uh, do that. She doesn't that. drink scotch? Thankfully. Thankfully uh, okay. does not That's because you scotch. do the cleaning. You're lying to us. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I do hide my scotch, believe me. one 877 the number, uh, guildhallwealth.com. Darren, is there uh, any supply concerns when it comes to gold and silver, 20 tons versus like the standard 21? Yeah, there are some supply concerns. We talked about it last week, and last week it was that there were about 20 tons standing for delivery in the futures market against 23 tons that were available. This week, in fact, the total dealer inventory of gold for sale remains dangerously low. It's at 20 tons right now, and the total amount of deliverable product that is standing for delivery for the month of December as we're taping the show, while this is as of Thursday, I should say, uh, these numbers are one day late, um, is 20 tons. So what they have is completely sold out. So the only thing that can happen is that those contracts can be settled either by rolling over to another month and let's say going, uh, uh, you know, uh, betting for another month again. Uh, you could certainly be bought out, I suppose, uh, by by being paid a premium to accept delivery. Uh, of course, you can also uh, be paid out in other ways. But Ultimately, yeah, that's very, very uh, bullish for us because not only are we seeing very little in the way of uh, product that's available, we're seeing the demand side of things, the dynamics change, where once about maybe six, seven, eight months ago, we had seen for the last two years, banks, uh, JP Morgan, uh, et al., uh, all shorting the metal and expecting the price to go down. 
we have now for some time, at least a couple of months, uh, seen those banks go long. So they are all holding the hope that the price of gold goes higher, and that's extremely bullish for the case here. And, of course, when we see the smart money, which unfortunately still remains the banks because they're on the inside, uh, when we see them expect the price to go higher, you have to take their word for it. You have to jump in, and this is kind of analysis and inside information that you're going to be given when you're parked with Guildhall Wealth Management. Of course, these are the banks that you have to really dig deep to – well, actually, in this case, you don't have to dig too deep, but you do have to do some digging to find out that they're net long on gold and taking delivery of everything, whereas when they were short gold, they were trying to get people to not take delivery of their bullion. Of course, these are the same banks telling you that the price is going to move down. So they're they're taking mm-hmm. the side of the trade that's saying gold is, is headed higher and they want the, the bullion in their coffers uh, when, it, when that happens. Given the uh, global economy, guys, how about the gold standard? That sounded good back in the 70s. Any chance of getting back to that anytime, anywhere? Well, I think, I think the problem right now is credibility. And I think that around the world, the U.S. is losing credibility in its fiat system. If you look at a long-term chart, the U.S. dollar has done nothing but fall since it went pure fiat. And there's going to have to be something down the road that's going to bring some, some credibility back into the, into the money system. Gold has always done that. It's always created discipline amongst central bankers. And clearly central bankers have, have zero discipline at this point. And, and let's be honest, but, you know, if you look at governments around the world, they've become completely obese. And there becomes a point where they just aren't mobile anymore. They can't stop drinking triple-sized Cokes, you know, they just can't adding, you know, stop funding things and, and it, it's getting out of control. And the problem is the worse in debt they get, the more they're going to come after their citizens to help fund these problems. So unless you're going to get smaller government, which is just, it's natural for them to want to grow bigger, the problem is the credibility on the money. So gold backing any currency is going to be very credible for whoever comes out with that. Is it a good system? Look, there, there's problems with with all systems, but the point is having discipline. And right now, the Fed is buying bonds to help keep long-term rates low so that they can service these debts. It doesn't matter if it was $100 trillion, if it cost nothing to service the debt. If you had a credit card that had 1%, you could have a lot more debt on that. Well, what happens when the interest rates start climbing? Well, what happens if the U.S. stops buying treasuries? So that's the, the conundrum that they're in right now. And I said conundrum, not calundrum. Did you say Good. Columbia last time? And then, uh, That's right. That's an inside joke in Guildhall. That's correct. Yes. Actually, uh, I mentioned an article before on King World News. Uh, it's a must-read. It's by John Hathaway. Uh, he's the senior managing director at Tocqueville Asset Management, and it's going to really sh- tell you what's happening in the market. It's just an incredible, incredible piece of information. We'll Again, take a, King uh, World News. King World News? Yeah, Done. it's John Hathaway. We'll take a uh, short break. The number, one 1711 While you're there, make sure you sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor free subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. The other half of what you guys do so well, natural fancy colored diamonds. We'll do a whole segment on that next. And more of The Real Money Show. The number, one 1711 online at guildhallwealth.com. Catch all the shows on iTunes as well. Jeremy, we're into diamonds, natural fancy color diamonds. Yeah, it, you, just coming off the heels of talking about precious metals, because there was uh, that major um, auction a, a few weeks back, that's actually made a lot of headway into the bullion side of the business. When we're watch, listening to analysts and reading all of these articles, we're starting to see that natural fancy colored diamonds has really hit the radar of a lot of wealth management companies and analysts looking into basically anyone looking to protect their wealth, looking to put their money into hard assets so that it cannot be confiscated by inflation, by governments, by banks, whatever, what have you. So we're really pleased with uh, with with di- the diamond industry right now and, and diamonds as an investment, especially if you're going for the top tier diamonds, which are investment grade. That's what we offer at Guildhall. It's been an incredible month for Guildhall. We've sold uh, probably more diamonds in the last month than uh, in a in one shot. Um, people are really starting to catch on to it. Uh, however, we do have that special where we were talking about some diamonds that did stick around over the year that, we're, that we have had reappraised. Um, we've sold uh, over over half of the diamonds that were reappraised. Well, there was 15 diamonds appraised. We actually sold nine of them. Wow. Um, 
There's, and we actually said that we would do this up to the 15th, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize was a Sunday. Until the so, reappraisal, right? Until the, you know, well, no, we're going to do till Monday. Uh, there's six diamonds left um, that we've got at the old prices, right. not the new appraised prices. Um, as an example, um, one of the diamonds that we have uh, was a two-carat fancy intense. Now, that stone was originally appraised at 87500 mm-hmm. We had it on for fifty two five. The new appraisal price is a hundred and five. Uh, you know that's up fifteen or seventeen thousand dollars. The new price on the website is going to be sixty three thousand. We're going to change that next week. And that's actually tentatively sold. Um, we've Excellent. got a we've got a one point six two vivid IF. It's a cushion. That stone um, last year was appraised for one hundred and seven thousand dollars. It's on our website for sixty four thousand three hundred and fifty. Uh, the new appraisal on that stone is $144,000. It's jumped up 35%. Vivid, internally flawless, I'm going to tell you, almost impossible to get, to get and find. I sold, as I said, nine or ten diamonds from what we had. I'm trying to replace them. I got in, I was able to locate one vivid, internally flawless stone, and I'm paying ridiculous price for it. Uh, from what I paid last year. Vivids, every, whether it's the cutters and polishers or even the dealers, they're taking those vivid internally flawless stones and pushing them to the back of the, their safes. You know why? Because they can get 30 35% more for that diamond. one 877 So, uh, yeah, Paul, go ahead. Sorry. Well, again, you know, we have six or seven diamonds left that we had appraised. It was from last year. They've increased and averaged from whether they're intense from 20% to vivids up 35%. You have to remember, at Guildhall Diamonds, we only go out and buy the best quality that we can lay our hands on from cutters and polishers. I was offered seven or eight stones this week, and I actually bought two out of the seven stones because they just didn't meet our criteria. Color is very important. You know, is it an internally flawless stone? That's also important in a yellow. But it's the cut. I don't want to buy a stone that's got, you know, seven, eight extra facets in it. That's not a good cut stone. Let somebody else have that, and they can put it into a piece of jewelry. We're selling our stones for investment purposes, and the type of stones and diamonds that we buy really go up in value very, very quickly. Jeremy, you want to add something? Well, we we have a very tight relationship with with the suppliers, cutters, polishers, and they know what we're looking for. We've we've uh, been working on on the relationships for for years and years, and and they won't bring something that they know we we wouldn't accept. Could reject. Um, it's easy to buy something on paper, um, but looking at it in, in reality can often be a very different thing. It's kind of like online dating. Just because someone looks good on paper doesn't mean in reality they're doesn't actually going to... real picture. Exactly. <laughs> okay. or, or, you know, as an example, just because you spent $100 on a Napa Valley wine doesn't mean you just bought an incredible uh, Cabernet. You still have to taste it and find out. So... What we do, our our suppliers know what we're looking for. They know our exacting standards. They know that it it can't just be good on paper. It has to have good quality production when they when they've cut that diamond. And every diamond that we have, you know, it's a shame that they don't come out of the boxes and go into jewelry to be shown off because they are so beautiful. So, uh, people have been very pleased with their diamonds. We're happy that people are looking at this as a as an alternative, as a way to simply put their money away. Um, depending on whether they're putting it away for, for five years, 10 years, 15 years. I think seeing the, the reappraisals has really reinforced the quality of the collection across the board mm-hmm. when you're having 15 diamonds and they've all moved up consistently and we're, we're there to show people that transparency. I think that's proven a lot of credibility to this market and we're very pleased with everyone that's purchased and congratulations again to all of, uh, to all of the new diamond investors. And- the thing is, as well, is on our website, we're probably one of the only companies that not only do we show the GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America, that is the certification of that diamond, we also put an independent appraisal uh, on the website so you know what the diamond is appraised for, its replacement value, not the retail value. Retail value could be another 30 40%. You know, if you're going to one of the you know name brands, whether it's Cartier, Tiffany's, a Graf brick and Jewelers, mortar store, right? Yeah. Um, sure you know, is. and they're whether they're in a you know on Bloor Street, Rodeo Drive, you know Madison Avenue in New York, wherever you go, 
um, Worth Avenue, you know, in Palm Beach, you are going to pay a premium in one of those stores for the same diamond that we sell. Obviously, these stores go out and buy the best quality diamonds, the same as we do. The key thing as well, that when we buy a diamond, we know somewhere down the road we're going to get that diamond back because if someone's going to invest for 5 years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, we want that diamond back because this inventory is drying up, absolutely drying up. So when that happens, we're going to be happy to get the diamonds back. And the people that have bought the diamonds are going to make a very, very nice profit. We charge 10% on the profit you make, not on the total sale, like an auction house. The charge is 15%, as much as 20%. Not only do they charge the person that's selling it, they charge the person that's buying it. We only charge 10% on the profit. So you bought a diamond for $50,000, you've held on to it you know, for 10 years, that stone could easily be worth $150,000. You're going to make $100,000 profit. We're going to take a fee of 10%, and I think that's pretty fair, mm-hmm. on the profit only. And that's the way we do it. So we're happy. Go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com. We haven't even put up. We just launched it, the new website last week. We've, got a, you know, we've sold a lot of product. And you will see, as we sell a diamond, it shows sold. I mean, we haven't had a chance for the diamonds we sold Thursday and Friday to put sold up, but they've been sold. Next week, we're trying to put as many diamonds up as we can. We know it's getting near Christmas. Not only is this a beautiful gift, that you can give to your loved one, it's an investment that's going to keep on growing. You mentioned this before, one 877 214 guildhallwealth.com. You don't choose the diamond, the diamond chooses you, which is why if you're that serious, making an appointment to actually physically sit and see the stone is key, right? Well, that's the key. I mean, most companies, you know, have the bait and switch. They've got on their website hundreds and hundreds of diamonds. <laughs> that don't exist. Uh, Every diamond that we have up on the website exists. We have it, we own it, and it's available to you. Uh, You need to make an appointment. You need to come in to see us. Um, As I said, it's getting very near to Christmas. This is a perfect gift to give to someone. Even Even if it's not a gift, it's a gift to yourself. If you're looking to retire, you know, whether it's in 10, 15 years down the road. If you're looking to put your kids through university, what a wonderful way to do it. Mike, I have two grandkids, both own diamonds, both own gold and silver. My kids own gold and silver. Everybody in my company owns gold, silver, and a diamond. We all have skin in the game. We're not like one of these analysts that, you know, you see on CNBC or any other program in Canada. They all talk about the stock market, and when you see the boxes, do you own the stock? No. Do you, does your company own it? No. Does your family own it? No. We own the product. We're happy to be invested in this product. I believe very strongly in gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. It really does come down to making a common sense decision, especially when you're looking at your portfolio and to balance that portfolio. One thing that I love about colored diamonds is that although you may look at the uh, selling features of that diamond down the long-term road uh, and the lack of liquidity that you might get initially because it does take time to sell a diamond, there's no compromise in price. We don't one day say, hey, we're going to have a diamond put on the website for 25000 and then six months from now, all of a sudden we'll say, hey, it hasn't moved. Let's put it down to 21000 It never goes down in price. Never. We've never, ever taken a diamond, right. put it up on the site, and, and, discounted then, it. and then posted a different lower price on the site. And on the other side of that is what you gain for that lack of liquidity is lack of volatility. So for investors who are scared out of their brains to go into the stock market to buy those penny stocks or those small to midterm uh, companies and to get in a mess like they did in 2008, or if they're fearful of putting money into the RSPs or or areas that just haven't turned a profit for them and they're going to do the same thing over and over again, this is the perfect alternative for you. This is money that can be put into this. It's it's a market which is very safe in terms of its long-term track record. There's never been a drop year over year on the value of colored diamonds in 40 years uh, in right? 40 years yeah. on these types of diamonds and when you look at the long-term picture for them nobody in this office could be more ecstatic about how that is uh, is showing itself it's going to be incredible to see what these vivid yellows and the pinks and blues how Especially fast the they're going to rise pinks, the where pinks. the mine's closing in 2018 absolutely uh, We've got four VS Argyle diamonds, which the VS quality is the hardest quality to find in an Argyle pink. Um, I've been trying to buy a VS 
or any VS Argyle pinks for the last month and a half, and I can't find a st- one diamond. And if they are, they're offering them like two to three times what they, I was paying three years ago. Um, you know, there's SI1 and SI2s and I1s. To me, that's not investment grade. Uh, that's nice for a piece of jewelry or if you want to be, you know, taken off by somebody uh, on the telephone. That's not what we do. Well, what we what we do find with our diamond clients is that they often become collectors. They're looking to end up with the collection. Um, we've had a, a, a few clients in the last few weeks uh, looking to purchase a couple diamonds and all have gone with one pink and one yellow. So they've, they're already starting a collection. And that's why we've also brought in, and we do feel that the bluish-green diamonds and the green-blue diamonds, so modified diamonds in, in the blue-green range, are going to be very popular. We feel that it's still one of those type of color diamonds that, while they're extremely rare, people don't have their eye on them as much. So we feel that there's a bit of a pathway there mm-hmm. to be able to pick up those diamonds and round out a collection. Uh, Nicole's trying hard to bring in um, orange diamonds uh, to help uh, our clients round out their collections. Of course, we brought in one yellow-orange, and I believe it's on hold already. So sold, one, of, one of the, the things wow. that you get when you are a client is that you're going to have access to the latest diamonds that we're bringing in inventory. So it does help to, to you know, have... Have, be a member, be a buyer, uh, own, a, own a colored diamond. You'll have access to, to what we have. It's something like, Paul, you always say, you don't day trade your house. You wouldn't do it with diamonds, right? You don't have to. I mean, right. you can sit. Uh, I mean, we were in Las Vegas in June, and we went to the jewelry show, and we saw there's, when you go to the colored diamond section, it's very small. Um, basically, it's the members of the NCDIA. We're a member of the NCDIA, National Colored Diamond Association. Um very small. You may see a total of, you know, maybe 20, 25 people, whether they're from Israel, Antwerp, New York, mm-hmm. uh, selling colored diamonds. We couldn't find too many IF diamonds in, in Vivids and Intense last time, you know, in, in June. But our, one of our main suppliers said, I don't want to sell my Vivid diamonds. I can take them, put them at the back of the safe. I'm going to make 20 to 25 and 30% a year without selling them. If I have to sell them, you're going to come to me. When you come to me, the price is higher than when I have to go to you. Right. And that's what's happening right now in the marketplace. Whoever's got the Vivids doesn't want to sell them. They don't have to sell them. They know they're going to get orders for them, and they're going to fetch the prices. This is what's happening in Argyle Pinks, in the VSs. You cannot get it. The price has gone ridiculous in the last two, three years, ridiculous. SI1, SI2, I1, Argyle Pinks you're going to find in smalls, 0.22, 0.24, 0.27s, you know, small stones in SI1, SI2. Try to find a VS. We have on our website, if you go to Guildhall Diamonds, there's a 0.53. Uh, VS uh, intense. There's a 0.59 VS intense in an emerald. We've got a 0.81, a tender stone from the 2012 tender. Um, we're actually, that's one of the stones we've just had reappraised. Uh, it was appraised last year at 350. It's appraised this year, I think it's 425 or mm. 450. Very low because the tender prices have gone crazy. Uh, we're actually going to be putting that stone up. I don't have any problem selling it, uh, and we won't sell it below the price that we think we can get for it. But it's not that, that these diamonds are in a bubble. It's just that the the supply is extremely low. Right. It's not increasing. It's not like there's going to be a flood of internally flawless yellow diamonds coming to market. That's just not how it works. But the population is growing. Uh, demand for the market is growing. Awareness be- is growing. Awareness right? is growing. The, the, the idea that, oh, uh, you mean an investment that's experienced zero volatility? Well, of course, when you've got such a limited supply, the demand is always there. And when the demand is growing, guess what? It, you know, it's not a bubble. It's just that there's a very limited supply. The, so, the, the interesting thing, John, as I said, this uh, article by John Hathaway in King World News, I mean, part of the, the, you know, of the story is money printing by world central banks, it would seem, has propelled the prices of all things rare. Now, natural fancy color diamonds are extremely rare. The list includes fine art, vintage wines, antique sports cars, mm-hmm. um, 
It is front page news that the flood of paper money has enhanced the quotation of almost any tangible asset perceived to be scarce in supply. And that's what natural fancy color diamonds are. They're scarce in supply. It takes three billion years to create a diamond. I'm not talking about white diamonds. White diamonds, there's tons, tons and tons. De Beers have enough diamonds to fill an English double-decker bus. <laughs> you know, so that's going to take a while for that to dissipate. But right. colored diamonds, another story. For every 10,000 carats of white diamonds mined, there's only one carat of yellow of color. That's rare. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't mean it's an investment grade. To find an investment grade of fancy, vivid, internally flawless one carat, you've got to mine a million carats of white to one carat of a yellow, vivid IF. Let's look at prices. Ten years ago, you could have bought a fancy, vivid IF, $7,500. Today you're looking at thirty-five thousand to forty thousand for a quality stone. I'm not even going to go into the pinks, blues, incredible. Reds are doubling every year. You know, thirty years ago you could bought a one carat red for thirty thousand. Try to find one for a million eight to two point three wow. million today. Not a wow. bad investment. Most people know about real estate. Most people know about stocks because they have mutual funds. It's a no-brainer. You go to the bank. Somebody says to you, are you passive-aggressive? You're going to get an RSP? Yeah, get this one. You know, most people don't care. Darren has this thing when he does a seminar. He says, ask a question. How many people out there know what stock's in their mutual fund? Nobody. Nobody. The odd, you know, you may find one. You get a financial planner and advisor to show, but yeah, the rare guys, behold, 99% right? yeah. of people, no. and we've done, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of seminars, and never have I had a majority of the audience say they can tell me 50% or more of the companies they hold wow. in any fund that they own. For sure. And that's a scary thought because it tells them Canadians don't know where their money's going. And I mean, this is why assets like this. They're, they're right front page for me as an investor, and that's why I would encourage people to own them now because they're easy to manage, they're easy to watch, and it's easy to see the value grow. But and even, that's all the, the hallmarks of investment. But yeah. even if we look, there was a pink diamond that went into auction. It went on for $63 million was the reserve. It went for $80 million. Way over, right? Way over. Anyway, give out the number. Let's get people excited. At, you know, a few more shoplifting days to Christmas. Was it shoplifting or <laughs> Wow. Shopping? Days to Christmas. This would be a fantastic gift. one 877 We'll recap precious metals and color diamonds. More of the show coming up. More of The Real Money Show. We'll get to uh, one more segment here. one 877 Online, guildhallwealth.com is the website. While you're there, make sure you sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor. Free subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. Darren, ballpark, how much gold and silver should I buy right off the top? 15 to 20% is what I would put you in. I mean, that ranges. Some people at the firm think 10% to 20%, some think 20 to 25. But 15 to 20% is where I would start somebody, and that's of your net worth. So if you have a net worth of a million dollars, you should have thereabouts around 150000 to 200000 parked in bullion and natural fancy colored diamonds. That's a good starting point, and that's a good point at which you'll have a comfortable position developed. Now, with that being said, this has been a great week, John. i got to tell you, congratulations to every Everybody that bought this week. It was a great opportunity that we had the last two weeks to get in on some 100-ounce silver uh, bars as well as to uh, congratulate all of the buyers for colored diamonds. Unbelievable. What a month. And hats off to Jeremy. And Jeremy had a great month. In particular, uh, a really, really good in, um, group of clients that I think are going to be really happy, Jeremy. So I, I bet you they're going to be definitely buying more. But again, uh, this this week we had gold. Uh, right now as we're taping this show at around 1240 an ounce and silver at around 1980 an ounce. Those are good numbers. We were higher on both metals earlier in the week and both metals are holding good support. Gold at around 1200 and uh, silver at around 19 and both should stay. We believe that two crosses in, in silver above 2050 and we should be off to the races uh, towards I would anticipate $23 range. Well we've uh, got the Fed meeting on the 17th. Yeah we so do. And, and Everything is kind of laying back a little bit but I think you're going to see this market take off. It You know we've seen uh, several years ago, all the way up to New Year's Eve, uh, where the market was just going crazy. And I think it could happen again very quickly.
they can. And it's an event-driven market. The slightest bit of news that would be in the favor of higher gold and silver prices would definitely have an impact in a very short period of time. And most people will miss the boat. I guarantee you, as we approach the end of the year, John, uh, the best time to buy is now. It's not tomorrow or three weeks from now. It's now. And if the price does dip a little lower, hold a little back. You know, take an opportunity to cost average that position, ladder in. That's absolutely it. Go ahead, Paul. It doesn't pay to be the second in command in North Korea, though, does it? No. (laughs) That's outstanding. But one of the things is interesting, that North Korea was supposedly selling their medals to China. And did you read that this week? I did. Which I thought was an interesting article. Well, you talk about China, though, and this is something Jeremy says every week. I mean, I don't know what's stopping people from getting on board and buying physical gold and silver over here. China's been all over it like a hobo in a ham sandwich forever. They're all over it. They do. They, and you know what? Just because they treat it differently. They think of gold uh, as a cultural item, and it represents wealth. Over here, that's Justin Bieber. How well, scary is that? That's it. And the other problem <laughs> is that over here, the idea of what is representing, what is representing wealth is more uh, along the lines of paper-related. So we think of stocks as wealth, or we think of right. uh, other different assets that are on paper as being wealth. There, they've always maintained that the physical asset is wealth and gold is wealth. Well, I was talking to a new client today and he was telling me um, about some um, friends he has in the U.S. and he was talking to them about gold and silver. And they said, not that this is a, a, you know, a piece of the pie of, of the type of mentality, but they said, no, I'm not going to buy it until it's much higher, until it's more expensive. And because they think it has more, it's worth it, more when it's more expensive. It, it's, That's the mentality. It must be the momentum play. I don't want to buy it unless I see it get over twenty five. Then I'll believe it's moving higher. And we talk about that on the show. Seeing is believing. However, once you finally believe, it's too late. Look at what you've missed. If you're if you're buying above twenty five dollars, you're not going to actually get into the market till it's twenty eight twenty nine. Then you're going to quabble about the price and look for the cheaper place to buy it. Meantime, the price has already moved up to thirty dollars. And by quabbling and looking for a cheaper place or whatnot, you've already missed more more money being had. In the meantime, you could have bought a thousand ounces at twenty dollars, and at thirty dollars, you've already doubled your money. So, you know, why not put a toe in the water? You know, maybe not start off with 15%, maybe start with 5%. Look for some dogs in your portfolio and say, you know what, it's time to move on. Or look for some things you've made some great great profit on in the stock yep. market. Time to get it out. Look for something that's undervalued. Let's quickly give people the deal of the week, opportunity of the week. We touched base on depository buying, but this is collateralized financing. It's other people's money put up as little as 30% mm-hmm. of the total value of the metal you want to invest in. You can do a one-time commission, and that will be good for up to 24 months of trading. That means in and out as frequently or wow. infrequently as you like. One commission, flat rate, and you'll be able to buy and sell that. For 1,000 ounces of silver, you're looking right now at an outlay of about nine to 10000 and you will be controlling that full $22,000 worth of metal as we speak. So good opportunity for you. And again, that's the deal of the week. We also want to say a quick thank you to the Bistro on Avenue Road, uh, Lou Nemis. He's the founder of St. Louis Wings, and his Bistro on Avenue supplied the lunch for today with some chicken wings, so thank Thanks very much, Lou. I noticed you took full advantage, Mike. Did you guys get any, Jeremy, Paul? Easy now. Of course, every time, completely (laughs) addictive. And uh, the best part about that deal is you don't have to lug the silver home. You can keep it with you guys. That's right. You can store it through us, and that is the best thing to do. Creates liquidity. It creates the ease for you to buy and sell. You get the expertise of the entire team at Guild Hall, not just one person. And we'll be holding your hand every step of the way, especially for those who are risk adverse, and this is new to them. We will show you the steps and give you some guidance. It's a lot of fun. And when the market moves, there's no better way to make money, in my opinion. Start moving, start buying. It is the season of giving. Give it to a friend, give it to a family member. one 214 guildhallwealth.com. Catch other shows on iTunes and make sure you sign up while you're online for the Precious Metals Advisor. Free subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. This has been The Real Money Show.